What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of National Pastime. John Toaster and J-Rob here, and it is Thanksgiving week, which means we get the first Black Friday game ever. Um, the NFL said, fuck you to college football and punted everybody back to Saturday. It's not, no? a, it's not a broadcast network. That's the loophole. It's a streaming uh, network, so it doesn't violate the antitrust. Which is honestly a big brain, big brain play by Amazon doing Black Friday deals for online during a game on Prime Video. While you get a discount like, quarterback. You just, get a discount quarterback. They're gonna make so much fucking money on that game because the game's also gonna be a blowout by like half. So people are just like, well, time yeah. to get some Black Friday shopping done. Well, and I started noticing too last week during the Thursday night game that. Um, during the commercials now, almost every single commercial has some sort of Amazon tie-in. So even if it's not an Amazon commercial, they'll tag it with like, get this on Amazon. And they put a little QR code up. They're going to just, I mean, like you said, the Black Friday deals are going to be fucking awesome. I would be I mean, shocked they just, if they had any ads. Like if it's just not commercial breaks or just like prime, 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 like get your Black Friday shit. Just yeah. able, able to click the link directly there and they're like hey are you it's not safe to keep watching this game you should do something else click on this black friday deal <laughs> yeah there you go it's we a, have blind it's a good it's a good parachute yeah ripcord to get out of it um all right well before we get into the week 12 games uh we should probably discuss some of the happenings of week 11 uh, there were a few big storylines, a um, couple key quarterback injuries, more guys done for the year. Um, I got a benching. I'm very excited to discuss with you guys. But before we get into that, Toaster, what stood out to you from week 11? The Chargers absolutely made the wrong mistake by not moving on from fucking Brandon Staley after that egregious playoff collapse last year had the freaking Sean Payton wanted to walk into that job. No, nego- like maybe a second round pick. They even get to say, because Sean Payton's just like, I'm going, you guys just figure out what yeah. you need to get me off the saints and into that, into that room. And the fact that the chargers could not be, the lifeless Green Bay Packers who lost Aaron Jones early in the first quarter. Jordan Love, yeah, he put up a lot of numbers, but he did not do anything to look special. And regardless of the looking special, he's supposed to be a defensive coach. And if you let Brandon or Jordan Love put up 23 against you yeah. after he's done shit all year, I don't know why you're even in that building. Yeah, I mean, to that point, I, and I don't know if we'll get to it, um, later on when we get to the game previews as well but the chiefs you know have now been shut out in the second half of uh their last three games the last time that they scored in the second half was against brandon staley's chargers um <laughs> so it's it's pretty bad yeah man i i don't know i i like staley it's it was a refreshing higher from the analytics perspective, I think we needed somebody to just kind of break people's brains a little bit, even though he a breaks lot of times his own brain. 
Well, yeah, I know. But like just somebody went that first year when he was just like, fuck it, I'm going to go for it on fourth pretty much any time. Like, Which even he started when the, off this game with too. And yeah. Herbert hit Parnum right in the fucking hands. And he's like, oh, I don't, hot potato. Like, we'll, we'll save this for Thanksgiving. Let's pass it around. <laughs> yeah. I, I, now, granted, there are some circumstances like you you mentioned the Parnum drop. Uh, Quentin Johnston looks like a absolute bust and uh, had a big drop late in that game too. I mean, I just feel so terrible for Justin Herbert, I think more than anything, but yeah, going back to your original point, like Staley, it's time, whether you, whether he truly deserves it or not, because there's a lot of bad coaches out there. I think his, his decisions and his, the way he came on the scene with those fourth down decisions and aggressiveness have sort of made him uh, put him in the spotlight a little bit more than some other people. And so I don't know if he truly deserves it, but it's definitely time. I mean, to have the roster that you have, the investment that they made on the defensive side of the ball, your defensive coach, your four and six and does that defense scare anybody? Joey Bosa got hurt in this one. Um, although I did see a funny joke that uh, the sa- <laughs> on Sunday, there was like a news report that I guess like a bunch of um, stuff. I don't know if they're videos or uh, names are being released about people that were associated with uh, the Capitol uh, Jan 6 event. And <laughs> so people were like, Joey Bosa's like, fuck, I got to get out of here. <laughs> but you know bosa goes down and they've already traded away jc jackson like it's just Eckler looks like potentially one of the slower people in the nfl after this i think if you watched uh uh, phillips from the dolphins and eckler in a a 40-yard dash phillips might win yeah um life hits you fast when you're a 30 year old running back in the nfl um it's it's tough so yeah I, I'm with you. That's a that's a tough one. They're I can't imagine they'll make the playoffs, right? Like it, it would take just an absolutely miracle turnaround um, for them to do so. Uh, I'm not expecting it, J. Rob. That's probably uh, I mean, good news for the Broncos. They got the Chiefs, Chiefs, Bills, and Broncos twice on the on the radar still, as well as Raiders and Ravens, which we'll get to later today. We'll probably yeah, find I mean, a way to lose the Chargers and like lose our hunt in the playoffs, but that's fine. <laughs> we'll see. Um, all right, J. Rob, we'll go to you then. Just given the AFC West transition, what stood out to you this week? Uh, real quick, one nugget about the Chargers. Since to kind of defend Herbert for anyone online being like, "Oh, it might be a Herbert issue," which I, you're not watching the games if that's the case. He also but... has a drop this year. <laughs> <laughs> since he came into the league. Uh, Brandon Staley has not been able to have a combined EPA between special teams and defense over 20th in the league. So it's been like 23, 27, 20, I think like 24, and then this this year they're 29th. So special teams and defense are combined 29th worst in the league, and that's just – it doesn't matter how good you are. It's just not going to fix those problems. So So let's get Bill Belichick to the Chargers. Let's just do a straight swap. Ooh, I, I mean, like that. Would that would be pretty gross. Yeah, that would be gross. I I like that idea. Let's fucking dial that up. Ooh, um, spicy. 
But my take takeaway this week was <clears throat> similar to the Chargers kind of now losing their playoff hopes. Joe Burrow goes down, and the Bengals now are instantly just forgotten for for the AFC. I mean, NFC, you might be able to argue they'd have a chance to like back their way in with a few wins here and there and just treading water. But with the AFC picture looking the way it is, the Ravens have a stranglehold on the division. The Steelers somehow are still six and four with an awful Kenny Pickett who just can't seem to find anyone past six yards. Just fired their offensive coordinator. They haven't outgained an opponent this year. Mike Tomlin (laughs) is a fucking witch. Yeah, so they're ahead of them. And then the Browns somehow, I mean, it's their defense, but the Browns' defense is on this pace that's going to keep them in it as well. So the division doesn't look promising. The wild card situation doesn't look promising. And my question to you guys should they be under investigation for not designating his injury because of betting circumstances, knowing that he was hurt going into this game? They don't know that he was hurt. But he, but the banged upness came from the prior game. So, like, do you think there should be more detailed designation for things like that? I, I mean, it's really tough. Normally, I would say, like, my initial reaction was, yeah, you saw the video of him walking into the stadium with his hand wrapped. And it's like, okay, uh, why wasn't that on the injury report? But on the same note, like, it's week 11. Um, Everybody's banged up. He practiced in full all week. And I think... Wouldn't have changed a a single bit. Yeah, that's that's ultimately what I'm coming to here is, like, if you would have told me, hey, Joe Burrow is on the injury report with a wrist injury but he practiced in full all week um i probably would have not moved that line but to what like level that contributed to his his injury and ultimately costing him a season throughout the game is i don't know you know the connection there um from whatever the medical perspective but yeah yeah it's it's an interesting question though that the the nfl definitely is going to need to figure out like what that looks like moving forward. If if something similar occurs that maybe isn't as permissible as, you know, this, um, because you know, the, the injury report thing for a long time, I, you know, obviously gambling wasn't legal. So, you know, it was about, you know, competitive integrity and, and all that shit. But like, the gambling aspect of it, especially with the degree that the NFL has steered into that and the amount of money they make from it, it it's serious shit. It's really serious shit. The only caveat is that they're classified as an entertainment industry, and that opens up a lot of legal loopholes for them as far as integrity of the game. I mean, go extreme on it and think about WWE, right? Like, oh, this guy lost, this guy won. Um, we were here to entertain you. It wasn't ever supposed to be anything that was a fair fight. Gotcha. Well, yeah, I mean, that's if the NFL is going to steer into that, that is a little scary. I'm sure like they're not, that's not their goal or, you know, that's not the first card that they would play. But to your point, like if it came down to it and a major lawsuit was happening, they would absolutely pull that. But that opens the door for a lot of shit. Um, no, I mean, that's a really good question. I'm, like I said, my initial thought was in your, 
along the lines of you there that it was like, Hey, this is bullshit. But realistically it's, it's hard to say. Yeah. It is yeah. a bummer that he's going to be down. Cause he, I mean, they were a Super Bowl contender. So now that list feels like it's even shorter and he and was after, balling. Yeah. And after Monday night's game, I think there's even more question marks than the AFC versus the NFC now, even though the AFC has a stronger conference. I will get to it, but I do have some question marks on kind of the Super Bowl contenders going forward. It depends on whether or not they've got a, a Swift either on the roster or in the stands, I think, right? So <laughs> T Swift uh, following Let the Chiefs Down and the uh, DeAndre or Yeah, DeAndre. Yeah, whatever. DeAndre Swift. Uh, DeAndre Swift. Led, led them uh led them right uh walking down the uh tunnel was that intentional swift and kelsey walking together uh i hope it was i mean (laughs) i'm i think i i heard like that the first week of the whole kelsey taylor swift thing when it went down um the number of deandre swift jerseys that got sold were also like pretty significant not to the level of kelsey's but just like you know the number of uh swifties that were like oh a swift nfl jersey like don't give a shit like who what team it is um yeah so i hope it was intentional but uh all right so keeping in line with some of the quarterback drama of this week the bet the jets finally benched zach wilson and it is done done because Robert Sala's already announced that Tim Boyle is going to start this week and Zach Wilson's actually going to serve as the number three quarterback behind Trevor Simeon as well. Uh, I don't necessarily understand the Tim Boyle thing if I'm being perfectly honest, but like, Hey, he had a 48% fact- completion percentage at UConn. This guy's a baller. <laughs> yeah. Straight baller. One but touchdown, the- 13 interceptions at UConn. Is that for real? That's for real. And he's playing in the NFL, bro. He's on like his fifth team in the NFL. Is This is a Rodgers thing, though, right? It's one of his like homies or some shit. He has anyway. been on the Packers previously, so that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Anyway, they get blown out 32-6 to by the Bills. Um, the fact that this team is 4-6, and six, and they've, they've what, lost three straight now? Is that right? Um, and they've stuck with Wilson for this long is probably going to get Robert Sala fired and maybe Joe Douglas too, because the list of GMs and head coaches that get to have this sort of situation play out with their quarterback and live to tell the tale or live to see another quarterback come in is very, very small. And as good of a coach as I think Robert Sala is him sticking with Zach ruined their season. Um, I mean, they could have Joe Flacco signed with the Browns this week with Watson going down all the caveats about Joe Flacco and jokes about him being elite aside. If you went out and got him, he'd be a much more capable quarterback for a team that wants to compete for a playoff spot than continuing to roll with Zach Wilson when every single week was a disaster. Every single week was a disaster. And I'm just blown away that he let it get to this point because now you've just got a completely 
fractured, fucked up locker room and culture. And I just don't know like where they go from here, because if you would have salvaged a few of these games by maybe going to Trevor Simeon a little bit earlier, um, or like I said, signing Joe Flacco or trading for Jameis Winston or whatever the fuck you wanted to do. There were several. Yeah. You name it. Yeah. There were several options, right? If you would have salvaged a few of those games and you're going to tell me that Rogers is coming back, you know, you never know, but now they're four and six, their path to, I don't see a path for them to make the playoffs. So it's like, Rodgers can listen to all the Dolphins fuck he wants. I don't think it's going to make a difference. Like, it's not going to... If he comes back and they're 5 and 8, 5 and 9, like, what are we even doing here? So, I think Sala's decision to stick with Wilson is one of the worst coaching decisions of this season. Do you think it was Sala, though? Or do you think this was Douglas trying to salvage his draft pedigree because he knows that if he busts on a number two overall draft pick, he's done? Because uh, that's where I look at it. I think Sala's done a great job. And for him to maintain the locker room camaraderie for all the way up until the last two weeks with what he's with what he's been dealt is astounding to me. Um, that defense is amazing, which maybe we do give Douglas credit for that, but it could be Sala as well. Um, my thing is that they just stuck with Wilson for so long that I feel like it was, they were, Sala was being forced to make this work. Um, the big mistake to me isn't this year, wasn't last year. It was the fact that they never brought in a a veteran quarterback for Zach Wilson. And so he was learning on the fly where he had somebody with like the experience level of a Trevor Simeon behind him. Um, knowing that he was never going to be a competitor for starting, but he also didn't have all that much value to hand, give him in the locker room. Yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe, that's on maybe this is me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that that's definitely a roster construction thing, but um, tinfoil hat time, okay? Maybe Aaron Rodgers was the one telling Robert Sala that he needs to stick with Zach Wilson, and maybe putting it in Nathaniel Hackett's ear so that Nathaniel Hackett tells uh, Sala in the coaches meetings, like, Hey, you know, we think we're, we're close with Zach here. Like, um, you know, he's learning all this shit from, from Aaron. Now I, I don't know which is better from a conspiracy standpoint. If that's a self, if that's a sabotage move by Rogers, cause well, I would don't. not put that past him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or if he actually thought that it would be better for the team, in which case I would also not put that past him because he continues to like get all his old buddies, you know, jobs. And I don't think that's necessarily good for the jets. So um, yeah, maybe it's a Rogers thing either way. <clears throat> If the Jets just absolutely crash and burn and, you know, they win one more game, one or two more games this year, I don't know what the rest of their schedule looks like. I don't, I just don't think you can come back from this if you're Saul and Douglas, because if Douglas goes and a new GM comes in, I don't know a new GM if they're going to, they're going to get to pick their new quarterback, basically. Like you're going to want to pick your head coach too. So, yeah. 
um, to their schedule. Um, they've got two games against the Dolphins, and everything else is winnable, actually. So this is an interesting time to, to make that move. Uh, All right. It also hasn't been talked about, but I genuinely believe Hackett's a big part of this problem. Like, watching them play offense, I just literally get flashbacks of Denver's offense last year where the line looks lost, the routes don't really mesh well or create space for the receivers, and the quarterback's required to just fly by the seat of his pants. Like, Tua, yes, he has different kinds of weapons, but, like, he was getting his shit rocked early on in his career, and now he's a one-look guy and go. You're not telling me that you can't build a system with Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall that you can't do a one look and go. Like there's been no adjustment on the offensive side, and I hope there's enough tape now from last year and this year. Yes, they beat the Broncos. Good on them. People are going to forget how shitty Hackett's been because of that. But he's been awful, and I'm hoping that they can see that. Hey, hey, Rogers. I know you like him, but are you good without him? And I think there's going to be enough film that even if he's Rogers boy, no matter how much say Rogers has, I think mm-hmm. Hackett needs to go. It's and, so bad. And this is why I love football because Zach Wilson's also beaten Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, and Jalen hurts this year who will probably be three pro bowl quarterbacks. So um, <laughs> his going out present is that he took down three pro bowl quarterbacks um, in his final season as a starter. He, Zach Wilson is, I I think by um, s- certain measures like total EPA, um, dropback EPA and things like ELO, which try to measure like aggregate value. I think he's the worst starting quarterback of all time. Like I'm not even I, kidding because no, I, so few guys even get the opportunity to suck, to suck this back for this long. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the 2021 quarterback class, five guys go in the first round. We're left standing with one Trevor might Lawrence. Two might make it out. <laughs> yeah. Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, uh, which, you know, I guess as far as their entire lives go and that particular age groups uh, class goes, like that's what it's always been. Like, yeah. you know that, you know that uh, meme where it's the the astronauts with the guns pointed at each other and the one guy's like, oh, wow, staring at the uh, like Earth or whatever. It's that meme. And it's, oh, it's Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. And it's like, always has been. Like, <laughs> the fact that we forced Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, and Mac. I've, yeah, we got to talk about Mac at some point here. When no, we, get we, to don't, the, we don't. The Patriots <laughs> preview. Like, it's just... It's crazy how how bad that class has ultimately turned out. Um, but anyway, that was uh, Jets gonna Jets, uh, a throwback uh, segment for us here. At Thank National goodness Basketball. we get to see them as the standalone game um, when everyone's uh, hungover from Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, it's great. Good news though, all Monday Night Football games the rest of the season can get flexed out. So there's some matchups that are ugly. Hopefully, hope. Hope we can get some flex out games and get some good games in there. Not gonna just intern J Robbie right now, but that's not technically true. Well, because week 12 you have can't, to provide two 15. Weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. To, so uh yeah, we do get to see the uh Josh Browning led Bengals um on Monday night a week. Next week. Yeah. Two weeks from now, yeah. Well guys, we're down to the last handful of weeks, so it's like just all football just is good it. football. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, but like you said, the standalone game on Friday this week is the Dolphins Jets. This is, uh, as we mentioned, first Black Friday game on Amazon Prime. Um, Jets in black. Oh, I didn't know that. Maybe does that shift the line like a point in their direction or no? No. Okay. Because no. um, it's a 10 point spread. We're all on the Dolphins at minus 10. I think we can just uh, skip ahead here. My biggest thing was the, the Dolphins against the Raiders last week. That was shocking to me that they were not able to put up offensive points against the Raiders coming off a bye. So um, this is redo for them on Friday. Um, yeah. I think they'll ultimately take it to a much better defense and try to say, try to figure out what the hell happened where the Aiden O'Connell led Raiders were able to keep it within a, a one score game and we're driving at the end. Yeah, man. Antonio Pierce has those boys playing well. Um, I'd be interested to see at what point they remove his interim tag and just say, fuck it. Like you're the guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, another just like what the fuck with the dolphins, but 10 point favorites here on the road. Um, as you mentioned, uh, well, I know for a fact you and I are both on the Dolphins. J-Rob, are you, uh, is this a clean sweep for the Friday game? Uh, believe it or not, no. I was going to take All the right. Jets plus You're two. going with Tim Boyle? Uh, I'm just going with the thought of it's a home game near Thanksgiving. <laughs> he didn't even I, think about like, Tim Boyle. It's good to be at home, and the Dolphins, to your point, struggled against They're a in a different subpar, fucking state. But it's, but it's division <laughs> game. It's division game at home. And they're just enjoying themselves. Yeah, I know New Jersey and New York and all that shit gets all mixed up. It's like, dude, you're taking a subway to get where you need to be anyways. Um, I don't know. Do I think it's going to be a low scoring game. in New York and in New Jersey because the games are in New Jersey and they practice in New York? Oh, it's Probably. Suck. Especially, like, I know their, law, uh, their taxes no, are pretty strict. It's probably wherever their practice facility is or whatever the, the quote-unquote home office is is mm. where they would pay taxes. But uh, to be fair, they are going to pay taxes in every state that they technically work in. Um, when I had to file my taxes, when I was traveling with the Coyotes, it was a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so they have, to, they have to file in a state of disrepair this season? Yeah, oh. pretty much. Uh, mo most states have a threshold it's like if you didn't make X amount of money working in this state, then you don't have to file. But I guess given the minimum salaries of these guys, uh, if even the one week of work, uh, quote unquote, one week of work in whatever uh, away state probably will require them to. So, yeah, good question. Good logistical question. We'll maybe uh, save it for the offseason. All right. Tim, Bo Tim Boyle has 18 games played in his career. Three games started. 0-3 record. Um, well, I'm not saying they're going to win. 3 TD and 9 INT ratio. Um, I, I just, it's going to work in his advantage because he's going to give the ball back to the Dolphins so the Jets, the, the Jets defense, the best part of their team, can be on the field. So I just don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, it's been proven this year and in years past that defenses that can pressure Tua can get to him and cause things to kind of unravel quickly. And with an interior like the Jets and the front seven like the Jets, they can get to him with less. Yeah, but they might have 27 problems. possessions because the Jets go three and out every single fucking time. Dude, trust so. me. I'm not saying that I'm not <laughs> saying the Jets are going to win this game. I'm just saying 10 points in a division game. With 10 points, defense, a lot of points. 
And can I just say I'm thankful it. for J-Rob for not fucking up the first pick of our primetime parlay. Um, by I agree. Guaranteed <laughs> that somebody will survive. Yes, I very much thank you for falling on the sword there. Uh, the <laughs> Tim Boyle sword, which probably isn't very sharp if if we're being Yeah, honest, I, so I'm going to survive. It might so, hurt a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to the... Do we backtrack to the Thanksgiving games? No, let's save those as, as a bonus, I think. Let's okay. let's get the other uh, fixed ones here. So Sunday night, Ravens somehow three and a, only three and a half point favorites. Against the this Chargers. feels like a fucking trap, man. This feels it like a really, goddamn trap. It really does. Um, I'm buying the trap. I just, this is the Chargers' last chance to salvage this season. And it seems like, I mean, if Staley was able to survive last year, what he did to that team, then this seems like the perfect marquee win where he's going to be like, nope, we've got this. Everybody's on board. No Joey Bosa, but more importantly for me, no Mark Andrews for Lamar Jackson. Um, I, I don't believe in the Chargers. I continue to not believe in the Chargers, but I'm taking them in this game. Um, to keep it within a field goal. Uh, it's like a drug to you. Every time you want to give it up, you just can't let him go. It oh really my is. God. Yeah, but it, you said Lamar Jackson. It, he's playing, right? Lamar, um, I'm not sure. I thought sure. he said he was be... good to go, but he is hurt. He is banged up, for sure. He is He is banged up. Um, I'm pretty confident he's good to go. Um, at the very least, their backup is better than Tim Boyle, though. I will give them that. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, I'm the Chargers three and a charge. half. Chargers dude, it, it feels like <laughs> such a trap, and I'm with you. And this, the Ravens, all of these lines are traps because they're setting at three and a half, three and a half, seven and a half. Like they are like we know the Ravens should dominate this fucking game, so we've got to get somebody on the Chargers line. Maybe. Maybe there is more to the Lamar thing than we know about. So have we seen if he's wearing an iPad brace? <laughs> no, we have not. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. No, I've got to go Ravens. I've got to go Ravens. I just think they are playing too well. And the it, sh- prove it to me, Chargers, please, because the amount of um, stock or equity that I've put into them without seeing a return for <laughs> two years plus at this point uh, is too much. So I, I got to go Ravens. Josh, what are you doing? I think we're deep enough into the year that the hot team, like the good teams and the hot teams have risen to the top and teams that have shown that they've lost the locker room are finally starting to show that. And I think Staley's just lost the locker room. And I think the Ravens are one of the best teams in the league. So Three and a half as much as I'd want to be like two and a half. I'm just going to take the Ravens to your guys' point. Prove it. Like Chargers, you need to prove it. It's not up to anyone else other than you guys to stop shooting yourselves in the foot and losing should-be winnable games. And the Ravens have gone through the gauntlet so far and done well. So I'll take the Ravens minus three and a half. Is, is that, are, do they take prop bets on drop passes? Because I'm all in on the Quentin Johnson uh, drop passes plus or minus one well, just or, i mean over one and a half just take him for under on receptions and he'll drop every opportunity he has <laughs> and you'll be good to go i still can't believe that they drafted him like where they did ahead of 
you know, Jordan Addison and some other guys, Zay Flowers, guys that Tank we've seen Dell. play well. Yeah. Tank Dell. Yeah. I they mean, wanted a different type of receiver, but they also did not need that type of receiver. But they they were fooled by the big body receiver thing again. The problem is Quentin Johnston, what he did well at TCU was not big body receiver stuff. Right. And it certainly wasn't catching the ball with his hands down the field. Like he was terrible at contested catches. He was a gadget guy that yep. was just bigger and faster than everybody in college. So you'd run him on end arounds. You'd run him, you know, just on crossers and you'd dump him the ball five yards from the line of scrimmage and he would house it. Like, I just can't believe they fooled themselves into to drafting him. He was the one big receiver that was available in last year's draft. And he was also the one guy that like really didn't have any true big receiver skills, you know, displayed on his college tape. Like so, it's just. So what I'm hearing is there should be a hook and ladder to Eckler to Quentin Johnson so that he can run for the you know majority of the yardage, but Eckler catches it, doesn't have yes. to deal with the, that speed issue, and then we give we give uh, Quentin the ball. Okay, yep. I, I'm on board with that. Um, they no, just have I'm to run that every time. Yeah, I'm I'm completely on board with you. I hated that draft pick at the time. I wish we were live potting during that because I, I lost my shit. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Um, all right. Max Dugan, to... great, great other TCU pick, so... <laughs> yeah fucking a um at least they didn't go with like stetson bennett i'll I'll give him that um all right moving on to monday night bears at vikings uh vikings are three and a half point home favorites here josh dobbs um you know just keeps making plays i know they lost to the broncos last week but i mean it you can't say enough about what that guy's been doing um and to I'll, take that shot from kareem jackson just that illegal just egregious shot and <laughs> then continue to fight good for him yeah he's tough tough as nails um i'll i'll go last on this one um so j-rob uh lead us off here uh who are you picking uh this is one i don't feel really confident about either way um i know the bears kept the lions game close <clears throat> but then at the end if we're playing spread wise you know, things unraveled quickly at the end. And next thing you know, they covered, you know, a five point spread, which, you know, this is minus three and a half. I know the Vikings are in a much different situation than the Lions are. But to your point about Josh Dobbs, he, excuse me, to the point about Josh Dobbs, he's doing enough and saving that team from what would have been just a complete collapse once Kurt went down that I'm just going to throw a dart at the board and take the Vikings minus three and a half. Um, there's really no rhyme or reason to it. I know the Bears defense is playing much better than they were earlier in the year, and Fields can run the shit out of the ball. Until they I, get a lead. Fair. And uh, I do think this is going to be an ugly game, similar to the Broncos-Vikings game, where it's just going to be a lot of back and forth, probably a decent amount of turnovers on each side. And I think just ball luck is going to go the Vikings' way, and so I'll take the Vikings three and a half. All um, right. I'm going Vikings too. Um, it's not about ball luck to me. I do think Jay Jett is going to make it back for this game and probably push that. You don't think so? No, the rumor is that he's um, he's not going to make it back until next week. Okay. 
Well, regardless, I'd take him at three and a half where I was going is I think Jay Jetta does come back and pushes this line another two two points. Um, I think the Vikings are the better team than the Bears, and the Vikings are right now still playing for something. Um, and I think that you get that momentum, the fact that they didn't lose to the Broncos by that much. Um, t- unfortunately, it wasn't enough for all of us since we all took the fucking Broncos minus two and a half. Uh, can we convert a two point fucking conversion Broncos? Well, uh, but uh, Miss PAT yeah. as well. <laughs> but I think uh, I think the Vikings ha- have enough to get it done and it's going to be a close game. It's always a close game with the Vikings, but. I think they're the better team right now and can pull it out by more than a field goal and a half. All right. Um, Valid points. I'm taking the bears here plus three and a half Um, without Justin Jefferson. I actually don't agree that the Vikings are the better team. Um, I think, and without Kirk cousins, but they are definitely the better coach team. Kevin O'Connell, the job that he has done this year is like insane. Um, I think where I'm leaning with this, it's, you know, not to just fall into classic division game, you know, road team getting, you know, over a field goal kind of, you know, feels good. But the collapse last week, like says way more about like the bears coaches and, and how they handled having the lead in that game. than I think it does about the current state of the team. Um, it's the healthiest that they've been in quite some time. Um, Justin has now the last three games that he started and finished um, looks to be turning a, a corner. And I just think I'm just not, I don't know why I can't fully buy like the Josh Dobbs thing, like long-term maybe it's because with the Cardinals as well, you know, he kind of started off hot. They kind of look frisky and then they hit a wall. Um, So maybe that's what it is for me. And then not having Justin Jefferson, I'm I'm just not as worried about them. Um, Not wouldn't surprise me if Vikings win this game for sure. But the the bears took it to the lions for the majority of that game. And I think the lions are a much better team than the Vikings. And because of that, I think I'll take, you know, three and a half. Um, Maybe the Vikings win by two or something here, you know, two sacks for Daniel Hunter, but uh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm in on this game. I'm excited. Two sacks for Daniel Hunter. You're, are you a, is that a prop you're, you're throwing down? Yeah, it's plus eight thousand. <laughs> no one else can. No one else can take the odds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, moving on to our bonus games, which are the Thanksgiving slates. Um, I will clean up the off. NFC North. Yeah, that's right. I'll kick us off. Um, Packers at the Lions. Lions are seven and a half point favorites here, and. I, I love, I I really do love the Lions. I'm not kidding when I say I think Dan Campbell is the best coach in the NFL right now. Um, I think he's got the best mix of like old school, uh, like motivator, you know, kind of mentality, but nobody has adopted analytics as well 
as the Lions have, or maybe not adopted, but nobody has deployed them tactically in game better than the Lions have since Dan Campbell took over. And that combination is really dangerous. It helps to have a very, very good offensive coordinator in Ben Johnson, and they have some dudes on that team. Um, and a very, very good offensive line. Yeah, yes, for sure. Um, but this is Lions-Packers at the end of the day, and I just feel like heartbreak is is still – it's the Lions won't be able to – well, maybe not the team, but the fans – won't be able to get that out of the back of their head. It'll always be there. And since this game is in Detroit, you will feel that nervous energy at Ford Field. And I'm not necessarily picking the Packers to win, but seven and a half points, I will definitely take that. Jared Goff thrives under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's uh what? I'm going to look up in the background if we're ready to move on to this game what the, the Lions Thanksgiving record is. Um, we move on to j uh, Fun fact about the Lions. Last time they went 8-2 and two in a season, it was in 1963, like, I think. So there's like 70-year-old yeah. dudes out there who are just like, dude, this is the first time since I was like six years old that the Lions <laughs> have been like good at from beginning to like two-thirds of the way through the season. It's still uh, like I've heard this stat a million times and it never ceases to amaze me, but the last Detroit Lions playoff win was 1991. They've it was also the last time they've won the division, which the NFC North didn't even exist in 1991. <laughs> the last time the Lions won the division, it was still the NFC Central, and the fact that they've never won the NFC North just like <laughs> they need this. They, they need this, this so That's, bad. That- that's the last prop of my parlay that I need to turn $1 into $315. So I'm just hoping the Vikings can eke this out. So there's the bias for everybody where I want to keep uh, propping up the Vikings. The Vikings. Um, okay. The uh, Lions are 37 44 in two on Turkey Day. Uh, they have lost their last six. Um, they had a four game win streak in there with their first win of that coming over the pack, coming against Packers. And they preceded that by a night game losing streak so um not looking good from that's a historical years, perspective by the way. that's not just like half a season <laughs> <laughs> um but i do think that this that's the fun part about the historical stuff right this is a completely different team than it was five years ago it it is but like i said the energy in that building will still still knows that um i i just I think as soon as you see maybe the Packers go up early or maybe a, a, a bad Jared Goff turnover, he looked real bad against the Bears until they just said, hey, yeah, take any 15-yard completion over the middle of the field you want. Like, go for it. Um, if Goff continues that streak against the Packers, um, you will feel a lot of – you'll be able to feel the tight buttholes through your television. I'll just <laughs> put it that way. Um, all right, moving on to who the hell put commanders in this, our little spreadsheet here. Is that you toaster? No, all right. Commies. The commies and the Cowboys. Bo- yep. Bonus pick for you, J-Rob. You're giving you the commies Cowboys game. This commies are 11 point. 
uh, dogs here. And that number makes so. me really, really nervous. But the fact that the Commanders got boat raced by an abysmal Giants team last week and the Cowboys have shown they can beat the shit out of bad teams. Yeah. With that defense on the Cowboys side and similar to uh, like Goff getting pressure and shit in the bed, when Howell gets pressure, he shits the bed. And the Cowboys are great at getting to the quarterback with less. And so I just think the Cowboys run away with this one at home. And 11's a lot, but once again, we've seen enough games from both these teams that I feel good that the Cowboys can handle a subpar team and the Commanders aren't going to be that frisky given it's a division game. Speaking of the Cowboys getting the quarterback, holy hell, I was terrified for Bryce Young's life last week watching Micah Parsons bring him down. Um, I, I'm with you, J-Rob. I think that was a rough matchup. <laughs> I think the Cowboys um, have enough talent to take care of the I apologize comp. Yes, thank you for getting that right. And there's something about um, Dallas winning and dominating on Thanksgiving that I don't like the Cowboys, but it just feels right on Thanksgiving. Like they kind of just need this. The NFL needs this narrative to 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 continue. So, yeah, yeah. Well, this is the classic Cowboys R words, you know. So we'll see. We'll see. Historically, that hasn't worked out uh, very well for the the R words. So, um, the final game, 49ers at Seahawks toaster, who you got Brock Purdy just had a perfect passer rating and I could give a shit about it. Um, that's not why I'm picking the 49ers to cover by a touchdown. The Seahawks right now, uh, banged up Geno Smith may not even play. If Drew Locke is in is starting quarterback this line drops by three easily did you guys Um, watch his one series this week it was so bad it was so bad so the fact that they're not committing to gino yet tells me that regardless he's going to be compromised um i just i can't see them sticking with the 49ers even at home um on a short week i think the game planning from shanahan it just is, it rolls over too easily from week to week. So um, I think that 49ers take care of it rather easily for a division game. Um, and we get Christian McCaffrey back on that touchdown streak. Yeah, I'm I'm with you here. Like the Seahawks didn't look very good against a Rams team that is, you know, very, very mid. Um, so going against the 49ers, regardless of what you think about Brock Purdy, I, I agree is going to be a tough one. Plus Trent Williams um, right. is healthy. Like I think he's the biggest straw that stirs that offense. Like your entire offense is built around Trent Williams, like the run game, like having that protection for Purdy to stand in there. So him being healthy, I think is the biggest key for that team. And I think Brock Purdy or not, as long as you got Trent Williams healthy, I think they're going to be all right. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, all right. Uh, moving on to the non-primetime games. Uh, J. Rob gets the honors. Oh wait, no, I get the honors because I uh, I was the shittiest last week. Great, awesome. This is fun. This is fun for everybody. <laughs> then J. Rob humbles you. It, it makes then you John. Um, I'm going to take the Saints over the Falcons. It's a pick 'em practically. And Saints are coming off bye week. Falcons are also coming off a bye week. Saints need this. Um, no Michael Thomas in this game. I will I will give you that that is, is not ideal. 
but he also has not been his normal self. Um, so and Michael Thomas for the next four, he right, put him yeah, on IR he's, today. He's on IR. Um, so I think they figure out how to get this done. They are the best team in that division. And I don't think it's that close um, going against Desmond Ritter also. So Falcons waffling on the quarterback situation. I don't think that that's giving Ritter exactly the vote of confidence that he's going to be able to take on a, a pretty stout Saints defense when they decide to show up because they are Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde sometimes too. Yeah. If uh, hypothetically Justin Fields gets traded to the Falcons in the offseason, I hope to God <sighs> Arthur Smith is gone. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Dude, that offense would be. They would, be, would be fucking dirty, though. Like, they. Dirty they birds come to, back. Yeah, they'd be able to run the ball like nobody's fucking business. It'd be fun. Um, all right, J. Rob. All right, I'm setting myself up for heartbreak here, but I'm taking Broncos minus two and a half, hosting the Browns in mile high. Uh, I think with the Steelers Brown situation, you know, it took a valiant effort in a colossal game by miles Garrett and that defense to win that game. And I think the Broncos have a similar, similarly good defense to the Steelers. So that I think the game's going to be close. And I think the Broncos have a better offense to I'm not saying blow them out, but I think they'll be able to get more than a field goal win here. And I also think that the winner of this game is going to be one of the wild card playoff picture uh, teams. And the loser is going to be out. I think it's going to come down to these two guys. Like the offenses are okay when their defenses are keeping them in it. And I think at the end of the at the end of the year, I think they're going to have similar records. And the winner of this game is going to determine the tiebreaker. So I'm going with the Broncos minus two and a half. Josh, so you're saying that Joe Flacco is going to end the Broncos season <laughs> again, and you're setting yourself oh up God. for that, dude. Raheem uh, Raheem Moore missing that play is my fucking Roman Empire. I think about that play way too much. And yeah, like I said, I'm setting myself up for a lot of disappointment here. But nothing would make me happier to beat the Browns. And if it comes, if we lose to Joe Flacco again, you know what? Then the NFL script is undefeated and God loves turmoil. I don't even know. I... I can't even let that thought creep into my brain. <laughs> it took me a decade to get over the Raheem Moore play that I just need to. I, we're moving past it. Denver minus All two right. and a half. <laughs> All right, moving on, moving on. Uh, I get two picks in a row. Um, I'm going to take the Jags minus one and a half over the Texans. Uh, I just feel like as good as the Texans have played, as good as CJ Stroud's played, um, Jags really felt like they got back on track this week. And I, I think they, they've got some momentum here. Like they, they have an opportunity with how the AFC has sort of fallen uh, these last couple of weeks with the injuries that we've talked about. And um, I mean, you know, we're literally talking about the Joe Flacco led Browns or the Broncos and Russell Wilson uh, making the playoffs. So I think the Jags uh, hopefully see an opportunity to secure, not just a playoff spot, but a, a significant seed as well with the chiefs now losing again. So um, one and a half doesn't seem like a whole lot to me. Um, I think they're the better team um, as good as Stroud has been, you know, still rookie quarterback. You never know what could happen. So uh, that is my first one coming off a three interception game. So uh, kudos that, to him. That, that uh, terrible first half talk of him 
setting the league record for the best uh, TD to interception ratio um, because everybody likes to project out the stats, you know, for the entire season um, went away real quickly. Yeah. I mean, interceptions, you know, can be deceiving sometimes, but he has, I believe, been the luckiest speaking about CJ Stroud for anyone uh, not following. Um, I think he's been the luckiest quarterback in the NFL this year. Um, So if you take the, turnovers divided by turnover worthy plays um he actually has the lowest uh number so uh you would expect the regression there to the mean to he'll throw a few more but i thought you were gonna say the luckiest quarterback was mac jones and that he got to start through the first uh 11 weeks or 10 actual games (laughs) oh yeah well i'm gonna every week i enjoy trying to leave the patriots game for you and i want to happening Get your thought on that when we get there. Um, For the second game uh, for me here, I'm going to take the Steelers, man. Steelers minus one at the Bengals. Um, Matt Canada's gone. I'm sure, you know, it's like a weight lifted off of the Steelers and Kenny Pickett, although now Kenny Pickett is really the one guy who is the the next head to go if the offense doesn't pick it up. Um, but Can it be Najee instead? Because it's just sad. It's just sad. Especially seeing what Jalen Warren can do. It's like, dude, like, what are we doing? Yeah, it's it's pretty sad. Um, Put Najee at quarterback and have him hand it to, to Warren so everybody can just be happy. <laughs> there you go. Um I just pick it. I've said Jersey it earlier. Kenny Pickens, and then everybody gets theirs. George Pickens. Yeah, no. Put the Pickett jersey on Pickens, on so George Pickett's Pickett's on the bench, but it looks like he's out there catching passes while George. Yeah, because they they look like exactly alike. It's, you wouldn't <laughs> it's, know if it wasn't for the name on the back of the twinning, <laughs> twinning. Um, I, I said it earlier. Mike Tomlin's a witch. You know, Bengals are reeling a little bit right now without burrow uh so i'm gonna take the steelers giving up only a point here uh in a division matchup uh so j-rob back to you uh i'm gonna go after the most probably interesting matchup of the week with the bills against the eagles um the bills are in must-win mode but i'm gonna take the eagles minus three They've shown to be a great team because they can win in multiple facets. Early on in the year, Jalen Hurts wasn't throwing the ball much, but they were getting wins running the ball. Jalen Hurts had that spurt of throwing the ball really well to A.J. Brown, and they were winning games. And then on Monday night, they weren't really throwing the ball well. The weather was shitty. They had some like they had adversity, and they found ways to get it done. And so I think they've shown they can win in any different way, and that defense is still one of the best in the league. And... I think there's just enough power, like enough star power and just enough confidence in what they can do with their game, no matter what the Bills throw at them, that I think that I like the Eagles minus three. It's going to be a good game. Josh Allen's going to keep them in it, but I think it's just going to be too much Eagles at the end of the day. And three points feels like close enough that even something late can get it done. I'm I'm with you on that. That would have been the next game that I picked too. Um I just feel like we've seen the Bills lay too many eggs this year and the Eagles, it it hasn't always been pretty, but they've only lost one game somehow to Zach Wilson. Um, So I I would be taking them 
minus three as well. I, I like that pick a lot. Toaster, two in a row. Give me these titans. Um, Will Levis, the better quarterback, and should have been number one overall draft pick if we were between him and Bryce Young. Um, I Mike Rabel is too damn good of a coach right now, and I've actually seen they're, they're just like is it's not about the Titans getting rid of Mike Rabel. It might be about Mike Rabel getting rid of the Titans uh, because they are our struggle busing right now, but he, he's a, he's a player's coach. He'll keep the camaraderie going and the better team will win. And the better team will win convincingly in this, in this game, which is here we t- go. Belichick three team trade Belichick traded to the chargers. I'm in, I'm in. Vrabel, Vrabel to, to the, the Patriots, Patriots. Staley to what, the fucking bleachers. I don't care. But yeah, I don't know what the draft pick compensation would be there because the Patriots pick might be pretty high. So you're probably not giving up a first rounder this year for for Vrabel. But if they did, it would save. Or oh wait, Belichick moves to the front office, trades a first round pick for Vrabel so that he doesn't have to potentially draft like the seventh receiver <laughs> so he doesn't have to fuck and then mcdaniels is the oc and it just implodes everything from the inside <laughs> can you guys be Ugh. nice <laughs> to the chargers never uh, no i think he's saying about the patriots oh uh, yeah um, um well I, I know you want me to pick this patriots giants game um i'm not gonna do that because clearly <laughs> there's a difference between the patriots and giants facing in the playoffs than there is in the regular season so that one's just understood what's going to happen we don't even need to speak about it um i'm gonna give the raiders these points against the chiefs um chiefs have not won by nine plus points except for once this season um the raiders are playing strong um has nothing to do with the talent level on either roster it has to do with the fact that these chiefs are just struggling in the second half and to me, that means that even if they get ahead early, they're not going to be able to close this out in a manner that is um, nine points worthy. So give me the Raiders. All right. I I like it, man. Chiefs are reeling a little bit. So uh, J-Rob, what do you got? This is tough. Actually, um... I'm going to take the Buccaneers plus two and a half at the Colts. Um, not saying the Colts, I think, are bad. They're coming off a bye, which definitely helps. <clears throat> but I think the Bucs are one of those teams that have a lot more talent than I think they get credit for. The offensive line has been much better than expected. Their defense is still a very stout defense. Wouldn't pull them top five, but I think they can get the job done. And Baker, you know, he'll always have his bugaboos but he's shown that he can command the offense to a average competent level. And I think they have stuff to play for with the NFC being so weak and the division still kind of being up for grabs with the saints that I think the Buccaneers can come in and upset the Colts. And so I like the plus two and a half points that they're getting. All right. Uh, Not where I would have gone game wise, although I guess we're down to just a couple here. So uh, I have to pick the the last two um rams minus one at the cardinals i don't know how i feel about this one i in what's essentially a pick them i think i'm going to take the cardinals actually um 
they're they're frisky and now that kyler's back and if they're getting points at home great um but they're getting point at home point at home yeah so i retract my statement (laughs) um I, i don't know like my head's like rams 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 but I just, I we maybe know how my your heart, head works. Yeah, that's true. Uh, maybe my heart just wants the Cardinals to win. Um, so I'm going to go uh, Cardinals. And I'm. And to be clear, that's his, his Bears heart is why he wants the yes. Cardinals to win. Yes, exactly. Um, and then I'm going to go Patriots as well. Patriots minus three. Uh, I have no idea who's going to start for them, but my guess is it will be Bailey Zappi um, just because I don't think you can go back to Mac Jones at this point, but who the fuck knows what Bill Belichick ends up doing. But if the Cardinals and the Patriots both win and the Bears lose to the Vikings on Monday, the Bears will own the number one and number two pick again in the NFL draft. So this has nothing to do with actual football analysis. This is just trying to get the bears <laughs> into the second overall. Draft. No, I do think, look, look, trust me. It, there is some of that, but if the, if Bill Belichick can't beat Tommy DeVito, he needs to fucking retire right now. I don't care who is playing quarterback for them. Run the ball 60 times. I don't know if, if, if their kicker can score two field goals to make sure that they win by by more than three points. I mean, good lord! I'm. This is a Belichick like, you know, legacy. I I just can't I can't go against Bill Belichick facing Tommy fucking DeVito uh, here, and it's only three points. So uh, his yeah. record against rookie quarterbacks is pretty damn impressive. So. Um, like I said, this game didn't need to be discussed because it's just understood what's going to happen. So that I understand that's why we left it for last. Exactly. Save the best for last. All right. That does it for all of our games here. Uh, any last points you guys want to touch on before we get out of here for Thanksgiving Broncos country. Let's ride baby. Oh, we're back. We're back. (laughs) Oh, trust me. I'm setting myself up for for so much disappointment, but. But the way the year it. started, you know, let's let's keep the positive vibes going. Love it. All right. Anything from you, Toaster? No, I'm excited for this Bills Eagles game. I'm a little sad that it's not um, one of the standalone games, but I yeah. I think I think the Bills are going to get right in this one. So I gotta gotta go contrary to the two of you. All right. Love it. Well, that will do it for us this week. Enjoy your thanksgiving everybody um buy a lot of things on amazon uh, on black friday so that i can keep my job um <laughs> you're like enjoying on this game guys yeah <laughs> enjoy the times with your family though um or or don't if, that's what football's don't. for exactly. that's what football's for if your family is terrible don't subject yourself to them uh, just grab a plate yeah. and post subject it to watching the Cowboys versus the commies. Uh, yes. Pick your battles. It exactly. sounds counterintuitive, but life hack opt to do the dishes. That way, if you don't want to talk to anyone, you just have the water running. You can still yep. watch TV and no one's going to bother you because you're doing the dishes. Yep. That is a good one. All right. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>